Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers, and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. All right, news roundup, uh, information overload hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Now, all this money from the NIH to the Eco Alliance to the funding of the Wuhan uh, Virology Lab, uh, where we all knew, the world knew that they did coronavirus research and they did gain-of-function research. This is not at all a surprise to anybody. Now, Richard... Uh, Ebright, the NIH corrects untruthful assertions by the NIH Director Collins uh, and Dr. Fauci that the NIH had not funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Now, be- between the emails of Dr. Fauci and, of course, we had the, the leak of, what was it, 900 documents released by The Intercept, uh, we already determined that Fauci was lying and that Rand Paul was the guy that was telling us the truth. Well, let's take you back and, and remind you of this exchange between Fauci and Rand Paul. Will you in front of this group categorically say that the COVID-19 could not have occurred through serial passage in a laboratory? I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done, and I'm fully in favor of any further investigation of what went on in China. However, I will repeat again, the NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You support it in the U.S. We have 11 labs doing it, and you have allowed it here. We have a committee to do it, but the committee has granted every exemption. You're, you're fooling with Mother Nature here. You're allowing super viruses to be created with a 15% mortality. It's very dangerous, and it was a huge mistake to share this with China, and it's a huge mistake to allow this to continue in the United States, and we should be very careful to investigate where this virus came from. I fully agree that you should investigate where the virus came from, 
But again, we have not funded gain-of-function research on this virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, you're, no matter how many times words, you're parsing you say words. it, there it was didn't research. Happen. There was research done with Dr. Xi and Dr. Barrick. They have collaborated on gain-of-function research where they enhanced the SARS virus to infect human airway cells, and they did it by merging a new spike protein on it. That is gain-of-function. That was joint research between the Wuhan Institute and Dr. Barrick. You can't deny it. I totally resent the lie that you now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, one is molecularly. That those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because yeah, they were they're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you and admit the truth. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual I totally resent that. Have and if anybody is lying been. here, Senator, it is you. Now, we have a Freedom of Information Act reveal that, in fact, Fauci and the NIH, in fact, funded this, uh, this gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Virology Lab. We have more than 900 pages of documents released now detail how the U.S. funded the research by EcoHealth Alliance, that's your tax dollars funded through the NIH on several types of coronaviruses at this very virology lab in the Wuhan Institute. And The Intercept first reported the documents describe the work of this group. They subcontract the money out to EcoHealth Alliance, that's a health organization in the U.S., and they use the funding to conduct research at this particular lab. Now, these documents were released following ongoing Freedom of Information Act litigation by The Intercept against the NIH. And basically, we now have a roadmap uh, to the high-risk research that led to the origins of this coronavirus. And the grant provided the EcoHealth Alliance was a whopping $3.1 million, including 599000 that the Wuhan Virology Lab used to identify and alter bat coronaviruses to infect humans. That grant proposal even warned of the potential dangers associated with experiments like this. Quote, field work involves the highest risk of exposure to SARS and other COVS, COVS, COVID, meaning coronaviruses, while working in caves with high bat density overhead and the potential for fecal dust to be inhaled. In other words, let me say it this way. I told you so doesn't even begin to cover it here. And that's the tweet from Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, who joins us now. Senator, you were more right, I think, than you even knew at the time. Yeah, Sean, and here's the, the, the real dagger in the heart for these people. The NIH now is saying, yes, EcoHealth did do gain-of-function. Viruses that were unknown bat viruses were taken from caves, merged together with SARS virus, another coronavirus, and they did come out more deadly. 
not only did they do this research, they then didn't report it. I think NIH is trying to shift the buck here a little bit. They're trying to say, well, maybe EcoHealth is now going to be thrown under the bus, and NIH didn't know about this. But the letter is still confusing in the sense that it says, oh, this was an unexpected or an inadvertent thing. There's no truth to that. If you take an unknown virus and you combine it with a SARS virus, you don't know if it's going to be more or less. It's unknown, but it's not unexpected. In fact, it's a crapshoot. Uh, you, you combine a virus and you find out if it infects cells more. That's what they're studying is, is does it have gain of function or not? And so sometimes it does. But to say this is unexpected, therefore it's not gain of function research, is this sort of parsing of words. No, I, 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 you're being too kind. It's not parsing words. It's outright lying. Now, this because this is what we now know. Remember that January 31st email uh, to Fauci that says one of the genomes, as they're breaking down the sequence of COVID-19, uh, they say, stated emphatically, looked like it was manipulated by human beings. That's gain of function. Now, this is the same Dr. Fauci in 2012 that said even if it caused a worldwide pandemic, he still supports research into gain of function with these viruses, which is insanity. And why one red cent from America went to this lab in China, in Wuhan, is beyond any comprehension I have, Senator. Yeah, and this is the thing. When you, when you look at this, this is the philosophy of collectivism. The individuals don't matter. Even if five million people have died, to, to Fauci, it's the collective that matters. And he thinks the collective wisdom of gain-of-function research is worth it, even if you have a pandemic. But that's a very much a heartless sort of, you know, who were other collectivists who thought a few people in experimentation might might not be, you know, too big a deal? Well, we know them. They were the totalitarian, uh, you know, tyrants of the 20th century. So, yeah, we have to be alarmed that this guy still leads the country. He's been asked, uh, you know, firsthand in the last month, do you still trust the Chinese? It's yes. Should we still be funding research in China? Yes. Right now, this EcoHealth Alliance that's been lying to government, apparently, according to the NIH, is still got a five-year contract. There's a 20, a, a contract. A five-year contract? You mean we're going to continue to give money to the communist Chinese over this when they should My be paying us trillions of dollars after what they did to us and the entire world? My understanding is their contract, EcoHealth contract with the Wuhan Institute goes through 2025. And there was an interruption. President Trump stopped it. Dr. Fauci got it started again. And my understanding is that money is still flowing from the U.S. taxpayer to Wuhan. Uh, it's, it's incomprehensible to me, Senator. It really is. First, I'm glad yeah. you're right. Now, let's take it a little bit further. Who is this micro, uh, molecular biologist, Richard uh, Ebright? Do you know him? I know, I know him and have communicated with him. He has been fighting this battle long before it became politicized. He was worried about this from a purely scientific point of view. He's not a partisan. He, you know, is, you know, he just not, he's in this because of the science and because he's worried that we could get pandemics that would leak from the lab. And I think he told me he, he'd been involved since 2005 with this. Um, but there's also another famous scientist. His name is Kevin Esbelt from MIT. He wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post in the last two weeks, and he said that this type of research uh, risks the very foundation of civilization. He thinks there could be a civilization-threatening pandemic if a virus gets out that has like a 50% mortality or a 75% mortality. He thinks we shouldn't be doing this. And this is a scientist that invented the CRISPR technology for gene therapy to try to cure genetic disease. So this is you know, a guy that is in the world's elite with regard to genetics and recombinant genetics, 
and he wrote an op-ed saying we should do it. And guess what? Not one Democrat on Capitol Hill will let me have an investigative hearing. We've been denied hearings by Patty Murray in the Health Committee. We've been denied hearings by Gary uh, Peters in the Homeland Security. Two committees I sit on that should be investigating this. No investigations being done. Well, that's what that's what makes this election in 2022 even even that much more important here. Uh, but the reality is is that Fauci lied. And we have the evidence that he knew that what was going on with the Eco Alliance, uh, and he knew the gain of function research was happening on coronaviruses, and we knew that they knew the entire time, which means when he testified back in May to your committee and you had that exchange with him, that he lied to you. Now, uh, Roger Stone, if you might recall, I'll use him as but one example, you know, pre dawn raid. Uh, guns drawn, frogmen in the backyard, fake news CNN cameras for the crime of, quote, lying to Congress. Wasn't that the crime that they were charging him with? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, and I think that's the definition of injustice. When one party is treated one way, when Republicans or conservatives are treated with uh, the full, you know, brunt force of government police, and then if you're a Democrat, nothing happens to you. So, you know, I've referred Dr. Fauci to the Department of Justice because he did lie, he's committed a crime, I think what's come out from the NIH today is further proof that he lied, and we will confront him with this. He's coming back to our committee in the next couple of weeks. We will confront him. And the thing is, is we have at the very least allowed the American public to see that he has a self-interest in covering this up, because if any of this attaches to him and the NIH, any responsibility for the pandemic, you can see there's a great deal of moral culpability that attaches to 5 million people dying worldwide from research that he's been supporting. It's just an unbelievable thing. Quick break. Right back. More with Rand Paul on the other side. Hannity, 9 Eastern tonight on the Fox News Channel. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, I want to remind you that right now interest rates are at a historic low. I know people still locking in 30-year fixed rate mortgages in the twos. Now, Yellen, Janet Yellen, Secretary of the Treasury, and the Fed both said they expect interest rates to start creeping up next year. That means you can save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars every month, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. This is real money. Our friends at AmericanFinancing.net, they'll give you a free mortgage review. And by the way, that means no obligation whatsoever. You don't pay a penny. No upfront fee, no hidden fee, no obligation. 866-615-9200. 866-615-9200 or on the web. This could save you a fortune, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, This is the Sean Hannity Show, now heard on over 660 radio stations across America. Thanks to all of you for making this happen. Sean Hannity. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. As we continue with Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, is there anything, any recourse the United States has to go and, and get the compensation to every every country, every American in particular that suffered because of what they did to the world, unleashing this virus and then lying about it? The greatest evidence I think we have, Senator, is that there was another travel ban that nobody ever wants to talk about. And that was the Chinese government's travel ban that people in other parts of China were forbidden to travel to Wuhan. And if you were in Wuhan, you couldn't travel to any other part of China, which pretty much tells tells the entire story here. And meanwhile, you could leave Wuhan and go to anywhere else in the world. So they didn't care about the world. They just cared about China. I think this should be part of every trade negotiation, every United Nations discussion. The U.N.'s largely feckless because China can simply veto things that occur in the Security Council. But this affected the whole world. Five million people have died worldwide. I think most people in the world now believe that China led a cover-up. They got rid of their database. The virus database disappeared from the Internet. They uh, have obscured the fact that people were sick with that research facility with COVID-like symptoms. So I think the whole world, if it were unified, could punish China. The United States alone, we have a tough time doing it, but it should be part of trade negotiations. It should be part of every negotiation we have with them. And for goodness sakes, at the very least, we should stop funding their lab. I mean, I introduced an amendment, and it passed unanimously, but it's never become law because the uh, House of Representatives never took up the bill. Unbelievable. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you believe, you know Joe Manchin pretty well, do you believe Joe Manchin, do you believe Kristen Cinema are going to hold the line on this $3.5 trillion bill, which I guess 
now is uh, uh, turned into a 1.7 to 1.9 trillion dollar bill? Do you believe they'll stay strong on the issue of uh, keeping the filibuster? Uh, or do you think they'll try and get rid of it? And, and what other power grabs do you potentially see? I think they're sincere, and I know what it likes to stand up to people in your own party and to stand up against a majority. So I think they are showing some courage. Now, I'm not promising you that the end result that they vote for is going to be a whole lot better. It's going to be less evil, but it's still going to be bad for the country. Whether we borrow $2 trillion or $3.5 trillion, even if they whittle it down to $2 trillion, my guess is they do it by not counting the out years. So instead of a 10-year bill, we're going to have a two-year bill that costs, looks like it costs less, but over 10, it's still going to cost the same. And if you put in these permanent free stuff, free college, free daycare, free cell phones, all the free stuff they're offering, once that becomes permanent, it becomes part of the mandatory spending. Um, Congress never, ever does anything to rein it in. So I, I truly think this is a really bad bill, whether it's $2 trillion or three and a half. But I do, I do commend them for at least standing up you know, against uh, the really strong pull of the socialist wing of their party. Pretty unbelievable times we're, we're living in. Senator Rand Paul, Kentucky, great job. You were right. Fauci lied. Uh, I wished... I wish he would get the proper justice, which would be, would be being fired, but I don't see that coming. Anyway, appreciate you being with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to join us? Quick break. Right back. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. On top of all that I've now been saying for a long time, and it's getting worse by the day in terms of the price of energy, the economy, the supply chain crisis, the border crisis, the COVID crisis, you know, more more Americans dead this year than last year. Great job, Joe. Uh, the Afghanistan crisis, the crisis with China, Russia, Iran. I mean, there's not a single thing I can point to that I think Biden is doing well and is successful at. Uh, Congress, I'm sorry, Senator Marsha Blackburn is with us. And she is working against these vaccine mandates, among other things. Uh, but you might remember they all told us we were never going to mandate a vaccine. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, that is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. I am all for um, more vaccination, um, but uh, you know, I, I have nothing further to say on that except that we're looking into those policies. And, and quite honestly, as people are doing that locally, um, those are those are individual local decisions as well. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. All right, uh, joining us now, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn is with us. Well, they first said masks wouldn't work at all in March of 2020. Fauci said, we don't need masks. They don't, masks don't work. Then it was one mask. Then it was two masks. Then it was vax or mask. Now it's vax, mask, and booster, and that might be mandated. But here's the bigger problem, Senator. As the economy's deteriorated, and I know everybody in Tennessee's feeling it, it's costing more to fill our cars to heat and cool our homes, and we're paying a hell of a lot more for every product we buy. So it's bad. Now we simultaneously are coming up on a deadline where we could potentially lose thousands, if not tens of thousands, of nurses around the country in our hospitals and other healthcare workers. You know, these are these are critical 
jobs and the economy struggling already. I can't imagine if they continue with this. Look, I don't know why people make the decisions that they do, Senator. This is not a vax or don't vax debate here, because I think these people that are willing to give up their jobs, their pensions, uh, their benefits and retirement, that I think they've made up their mind. I don't know that Joe Biden or Anthony Fauci is going to change it at this point. Well, I don't think they're going to change their minds because these people are standing up for freedom, Sean. And look at how many people are affected. And as you said, I'm working on legislation with this. We're getting ready to file it on Monday. And the bill simply says, if you were deemed an essential worker during the COVID-19 pandemic and you showed up for your work, you are exempt from this federal vaccine mandate. And that would take care of concerns of so many of our first responders and law enforcement and border patrol and um, airline workers and healthcare workers, people that figured out how to handle this pandemic and how to keep themselves safe. They have earned the right to not have to take this vaccine and be affected by Joe Biden's mandate that is taking away their health care freedom, taking away their freedom of choice. And I decided to do the legislation after meeting with so many Tennesseans who would say, look, you know, Joe Biden is taking away my right to provide for my family. He's taking away my right to work. And I talked with a young mom, sole provider of her family, in tears, loves her job, doesn't want to give her job up, wants to have another baby, does not want the vaccine. It is a medical choice for her. And what is she being told? We're going to have to let you go if you don't take the vaccine. I'm trying to find middle ground, not exactly what I'm known for here, but I'll tell you why I'm trying to find it. Because the thought of people, police officers or teachers or firemen or first responders or our military, you know, devoting 10, 12, 14 years of their life and they're, they're willing on principle, for whatever reason, I'm not, I'm not, we've argued the vax don't vax debate over and over again. Yeah. I, I tell people to take this thing seriously. I've seen the worst of it and that you need to educate yourself and know everything you can about this virus. And then you need to take into account your medical history, which is unique, your current medical condition, right. and talk to your own doctors. I'm not going to play doctor on radio or TV, Senator. I'm not going to do it. But they, but I don't want these people to lose the, the pensions that they rightly deserve. So is it a is it a reasonable compromise that they agree to get tested at their workplace before entry? Right. And I've talked to so many who have said, look, if you want me to take a test every week or so, then I'll take a test every week or so. But you can't force me to get a vaccine. What's the next thing going to be? You have to get a flu shot. What is it going to be after that? If there is some other a unique virus that comes out that you are forced to get that? Are you going to be forced to reveal private health care information? And, you know, Sean, I, I'm like you are on this. I am grateful that President Donald Trump did Operation Warp Speed and got that vaccine to the marketplace. He challenged the federal government and he challenged the private sector to get rid of red tape and to speed this process. They did. 
it is there for people who choose to get it. But you ought not be forced to give up your job and your livelihood and go on government assistance because you will not get a shot. That is wrong to do. And so, well, 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 let me ask you this then. Yeah, testing. I'll t- take a test. All right. But so, but, but Fauci says. Uh, for the greater good, people have to be willing to give up their freedoms. And then you got these, you know, idiots on television and, and radio and in Washington playing doctor. I'd like to know what medical school they went to, because none of them did. Uh, the only one that did is actually Rand Paul. And Rand Paul was one of the first senators to get COVID. He announced it publicly. And he's also said he's not going to get a vaccine because he believes in natural immunity. Ironically, the doctor that created the technology that paved the way for the creation of the mRNA vaccines like Moderna and Pfizer on this program said natural immunity is much better than my technology. And he cited nearly 800,000 people in in Israel. It's not been peer re- reviewed yet, but the early indications are it's like 27 times better than his his technology. This is the guy that invented it all. Robert well, Malone. Right. Yeah, you're right about that. And I talked to a young man who has been adversely impacted by this and is afraid he's going to lose his job. He said, I had COVID. Why do I need to get the shot when I have the natural immunity and it is going to serve me better, last me longer? And I have to tell you, I think that this boils down to the fact. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. We start with the great one, Mark Levin, Laura Trump, and Kellyanne Conway. Uh, Leo 2.0, Mark Burnovich tonight, Dana Lash tonight, Clay Travis, and Lisa Booth. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. You make this show possible. We will never forget it. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.